Welcome to the Youth Work Plus podcast. Um, I'm Becky um, and today I'm joined by Ollie, our usual co-host as well as um, a special guest who Ollie is going to introduce for us. So this is Ruth. I had the privilege of having Ruth in my youth group when I was a youth worker and now Ruth works for UDB Birmingham. Yeah, I'll let you say more about that, Ruth. Yeah. Um, yes. So as Ollie said, I was in his youth group and then became a young leader, um, have then continued doing youth work um, at my church in Birmingham. Um, and now I'm a youth worker at yeah, UDB, which stands for Urban Devotion Birmingham, a detached youth work charity, Christian charity doing detached youth work across North Birmingham. Nice. Uh, so how did you get into that particular role how did you get into youth work generally um and then how did you get into the role of working for a christian youth work charity yes so youth work in general um as i said i was probably about 14 thinking that i was a adult being the responsible one for young people but actually was so formational in becoming a youth worker and um, so being given opportunities um from yeah being as young as 14 to then be kind of a youth leader um, for those in year seven um, was actually really the beginning of it and just loved it and just love coming alongside young people whether that's in like a wider group or a mentoring capacity just loved that so then when I went to uni um, and left St Leonard's where I grew up first thing I did was join the youth team at Gas Street my church in Birmingham um, and again just continued to love it for the same reasons then as I came to the end of my degree, which was biomedical science and nothing to do with youth work, um, I was talking to different people at church, my mentor, um, and they were like, what do you want to do? What's God really placed on your heart? Um, and I was like, oh, good question. But I would say something to do with young people um, and actually something specifically with education. So that was my kind of niche there. And she said, well, I happen to know a charity. Um, which her husband actually started, um, who are looking for a female youth worker to work in schools. So I thought, oh, there we go. So that's how I ended up here. Um, my role has changed a lot since being here. Um, but yeah, work in schools, work in communities. And that's where I am now. Amazing. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more, Ruth, about like what your current role entails and um, yeah. Yeah, how, how it serves young people? Yes, so my role entails quite a lot. It's quite broad. I run a programme that I developed for young people who are at risk of being excluded. Um, so I work with the naughty kids in school. So I work with about 10 from one school and about 10 from another school um, whose behaviour, for whatever reason, has reached a point where they are about to be excluded and I work with them in school. Um, in addition to that, I see them at home. So I meet whoever the adults are at home. Um, to try and work with them as well. Then Wednesdays, I'm very privileged, the charity I work for is a Christian charity. So we spend our whole Wednesday mornings just praying for our young people, praying for the communities that we work in. Um, and I guess that's, this is probably not linked to that question, but I would say one of the challenges is when I try and pitch the work that I do to schools and they're like, why does it work? I'm like, well, because of Jesus, that's why it works. It works because I pray for these young people. It doesn't work because of a program I put together. It works because I have a team of people praying for these young people, but it is such a privilege. Um, and then Thursdays and Fridays, I work in different estates. 
So I ran some of the activities um, on these estates. So one for children and families um, and one for teenagers, um, like a drop-in youth club. Great. That's cool. And so, I mean, you mentioned being 14 and getting involved in, in youth work. I have to say you were a very mature 14 year old, even if you're <laughs> still thinking you're an adult, but, um, and I, as someone who was your youth worker, I'm very proud of you. Um, but how do you, yeah, you get young people who you're proud of, don't you? Ruth is one of those young people from my youth group. We won't interview <laughs> the rubbish ones who came through. Um, but how over that kind of working through that period how has God kind of led and moved and changed you oh my gosh massively I I would go there is no way I could do the work that I do if it wasn't for Jesus I think you know I'm just in in some ways I'm in awe of the um, other agencies that we work with that work in schools that don't have the faith um, side of it so I think for me being a Christian in it all is what keeps me going um and actually that's where when I was 14 and going along to different things and God being like what God break my heart for what breaks yours um and doing that kind of very bold prayer um where you're not really I don't think expecting anything but actually then God's like no I'm really going to break your heart for young people and it almost is like a physical a physical pain that I think I really did feel at kind of 14 15 um even though I was a young person myself, what's that thing of like, no, Jesus really, really cares for the one and he really, really cares for the young people. They are the next generation. Um, they need discipleship. They need mentors. They need role models. Um, so I think that's kind of the backbone of it. Then as I've kind of gone through my journey of working with Christian young people and now working with non-christian young people so most of the young people we work with aren't from a faith background then that my change there is actually like this is what god's put detached youth work on my heart and actually it's really interesting then as a charity we're trying to work out what does that look like and hopefully our prayer and then we've currently got 10 but our prayer 25 young people that will be taken to limitless this year um so please be praying for that because it kind of freaks me out a little bit but um yeah that's the plan I definitely wavered off your question there but wow that is pretty amazing though. yeah and just for those who don't know anything about Limitless just a brief little section on why you chose to take them there and what you're hoping will happen so Limitless is a Christian youth festival in the summer so there's now kind of different ones I think it was originally well it is still run by the Elim church um but is for all churches we're not a church we're just a youth group from well we're multiple youth groups across multiple estates um and yes it's a week-long camping experience for young people um where they get to experience what church is like um there's different seminars they can go to um different things to do in the afternoons football tournaments water fights all of those sort of things um so yeah we've chosen limitless to go to we are praying that the right people are there to speak to our young people that our young people listen they are respectful for context that's pretty brave because um i remember first deciding to take a group of young people to soul survivor and things like that are pretty in your face christian so it was a bit of a soul searching thing for me before to take people from christian homes essentially to that kind of a camp so taking non people from non-christian homes and from homes of other faith 
to those camps it's very cool it's a cool thing so yeah yeah, yeah. I mean what, we're trying to, to yes young people definitely choose what they want to listen to um so when you're describing it they'll hold on to some things and they'll be like festival who are the acts who are the acts and I'm like no 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 not not like that sort of festival but whatever <laughs> it is that gets them there I don't care <laughs> so, um, yeah and we like I remember having chats and stuff about youth work over the years and things what would you say are some of the big lessons that you've learned or or things that you like struggles that you've faced and and things that you've learned to overcome during your time mm -hmm. yeah working with UDB yeah. and, and church youth work and all that kind of stuff yeah so I would say one of the massive things that I've learned is the power of consistency um and the power of being there so I'd know that as a young person myself having Ollie as my youth leader from the start to the end was just hugely formational to know that there was that person that cared so much. I would also say, so now working for a charity, like I don't know how long I'm going to be here, but actually the we all wear blue hoodies. So we all have this sort of identity and we're all we're all in blue. The young people around the estates all know us for being in blue and the van that we drive actually I've been having conversations recently with a dad that brings his kids along to our group and he went I used to come to UDB activities when I was 12 wow. how are Andy how are Sam and having that conversation and instantly there's a trust there because of what's gone before mm -hmm. and he's instantly like I can't wait for my boys to grow up so that they can go on to the trips that you guys do and all of that and I think actually he was one that went to Soul Survivor with Andy and Sam back back in the day he's not a Christian but we can still be praying for that um but actually he's still like I want my kids to experience that so although that wasn't me back 20 years ago but actually that consistency of a youth work presence that consistency of for us it's like they know us as UDB so that consistency of us being in that area like it doesn't need to be me the whole time but actually my colleague can go along and there's that connection with a young person because they're like I trust the blue hoodie so I trust you guys so I'd say that's something that I've massively learned is the power of consistency challenges young people are hard work um and I would say I think it's really hard to find volunteers um I know a lot of people will feel that so for example, on a Thursday, I run a children's and families drop in. We have about 40 coming along and don't have, a, don't have enough team. If there weren't the parents and carers there, we'd be out of ratio, but they are there. So we're OK. Um, but it's finding those volunteers is really hard um, and getting people on board with the importance of something is really hard. Um, but when you've got them and you get a good volunteer, they're priceless. And they're like, you are fantastic. Like please never, never leave. Like, this is amazing. Um, and then I'm trying to think of then challenges with young people. They are, they are hard work and they let you down. And that's really hard when you invest so much in a young person and then it gets thrown back in your face and you're like, okay, God, I'm just going to pray that I'm part of a bigger picture and they'll eventually come back and I'll have this amazing testimony of this young person coming back. But actually in the moment, it's really hard. Um, when you see an attitude shift or they stop coming because you had to raise a safeguarding issue or whatever it might be, that's hard because it's all based on relationship. Mm. So I think that's where it's, that's where it's hard because as a youth worker, you fall in that space 
that's really precious. You're not a social worker, you're not a teacher, you're not the police, you're not a parent, but you are still a professional. So good relationship, so much better than in those other professions, I think. But then it's really hard when a young person lets you down because you feel the weight of that. So that's a challenge, I would say. Yeah, I think it's a challenge. And it shows, to my mind, that something's, there's something right there too. If you don't yeah. feel it, I think, yeah, that shows. Oh, why, why aren't I? Yeah, the fact that you're disappointed shows that there's an investment there. Yeah. Mm. Totally. Um, have you got a question for us? Well, this is the thing you said, prepare a fun question. And I didn't really know what kind of a fun question you were talking about. I'll be talking, you want a fun question, like if you could have any superpower in the world, what would it be? Or are oh. you wanting a fun question, like tell me the most daring thing you've ever done? Or the biggest challenge you're facing right now? I don't know. Pick one of those three. They're your three questions. Okay, let's answer, leave one, and me and Becky will answer one each. Becky, you can go first. I'll go, I'll pick from the other two that are left. Okay. I'll do superpower. If I could have a superpower, what would I have? Mm -hmm. um, I think I would choose to have the ability to, like, change people's emotions in a good way. So, like, mm -hmm. you'd be able to, like, be insightful to, like, know if someone was, like, down in the dumps or anxious or like had a negative emotion <laughs> and you had like you could just like click your fingers and they would not feel that way anymore I think that would be a cool superpower to have a very good youth work That's... superpower to yeah. have I love that <laughs> little bit and out also of the clearly yeah. someone speaking wow. this to a new mum with a baby that cries I can see you clicking your fingers in that environment <laughs> be happy that'd be great <laughs> do that with my kids yeah um Okay, and I'll most daring thing, because that was the other kind of more funnish mm -hmm. on a part of superhero question. I'm not that daring. I've done quite a few stupid things. Um, <laughs> say, I think Ruth definitely heard this story before, but I'm, I usually, I'd rather give something a go than, um, than just kind of wait it out. I kind of you have the the 10 seconds of courage type thing that you just jump in two feet which works well sometimes and also sometimes leads to incredibly embarrassing situations <laughs> like when I was on a train from Germany to Austria and I didn't know how the doors worked and I was really really desperate for a wee and I kept looking and every time someone went through the doors they put their hand up like up high and I was like okay cool so and like to get into the carriage, I'd like forced open this like automatic door feeling type thing. So I was like, that can't be right. <laughs> so desperate for a wee, wasn't probably thinking all that straight. And I got up and up above and kind of stupid. I'm not really even sure why, but I pulled the big red handle <laughs> and immediately the train stopped. Um, and my wife was like looking at me, like dying with embarrassment. <laughs> um, and some people in the front just near where I was, where I stopped the train who was speaking to me in German. And I was like, oh, I'm really sorry, I'm English. And they were like, oh, that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> and and then the train conductor was furious and he took me into a private room to shout at me. And I was like, do you want my then girlfriend, now wife, to uh, to translate for us? Because I don't speak German and you don't speak English. And he was like, no, nine. I talked to you on your own. And that 
<laughs> mostly he said like Vahum, which is German for why, and he did have some English, and he very embarrassingly pointed out that it said on the sign on the handle below in English that that was the emergency brake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was a prod a negative product of my approach of like 10 seconds of courage um, where I was like, well, you know, I'll give it a go. Um, What's the worst that could away. happen? Yeah, exactly. What's yeah. the worst that could happen? And that probably pulling a big red handle on a train, the worst thing that can happen is that you stop the entire train, right. especially on a German railway where like you they're actually on time. Late. It's not like doing that in England. Yeah. They were cross. That's a bit embarrassing. Yeah. Um, what area of youth ministry are you most passionate about and why? Can I say all of them? No. Um, I, it really has changed for me. And I think going back to a previous question around kind of God shaping kind of my heart and calling me into different places and all of that. So it's like originally my area of youth ministry really was within the church and that growing like coming alongside christian mentoring one-to-one um i just loved it and still do i don't think it's bad i think it's great but actually i think through that god was preparing me for where i am now which is the detached youth work so working with the harder to reach young people the um more challenging in some ways young people um and within that my particular sort of niche and I've been so blessed with working at urban devotion that I started off as kind of we call them youth connectors um connecting with young people and have become sort of niche within secondary school education now success doesn't need to look like everyone getting nines across the board um it doesn't even necessarily mean everyone getting a four if that's the past, everyone getting a four, but it actually just means for them, what does success look like? Um, and I think for me, I grew up in a very nice area, a very nice part of the country, um, went to a very nice school, had nice friends, went to university. I very much lived that life, but actually I now work with young people where their postcode is a reason why they struggle in school. Their postcode is a reason why they don't have the same opportunities I did and I don't think that's fair so that's that's kind of my my main thing and then with that um I just I really do just feel like as Christians we kids are being influenced by so many people like the voice from home the voice from school that actually getting Christians out of the church into secular workplaces into the places where young people are meeting on the street corners where young people are meeting in the park when they might be doing things that they shouldn't do. Actually, having Christians out on the streets, in the schools, in the youth clubs, meeting with these young people—that's where I'm. That's where I feel the passion um, is being those role models in actually some really, really dark, dark places. And I think so many, or not, are so up for talking about faith. I think there's something that I think as adults we might be a bit fearful of asking what they think about faith but kids are so interested in spirits in what's out there in crystals in all of that that actually they are intrigued by what is the holy spirit what is jesus they're interested by allah they're interested in all of these different identities and stuff that actually i think christian youth workers being in the spaces 
um, where there is influence is where where I want to be and where I think we should be. Nice. So if someone's listening and they're like, oh, I love the sound of um, UDB. That all sounds really amazing. How can they get involved, either directly getting involved or in, an, in any other way supporting it? If they, someone's heart's just like, yes, this sounds great and I want to get yeah. involved, what can they do? Loads. So if you're listening, get a pen and paper. Um, <laughs> no, so I guess, well, the first one is we are actually recruiting. So I am going to do a little recruitment plug. We're recruiting for three free positions, but not necessarily three people. It could be more. Um we are recruiting some youth connectors. So they're like, like I was saying, what I was originally recruited as. So on the streets, in schools, running youth clubs, children's clubs. Um, we just, as a charity, we are growing at such a rate um, that we just really feel that God's wanting to do. Um, so yeah, youth connectors, we are recruiting a youth work developer and communication developer. So if comms is your thing and developing the youth work delivery that we do, that's that's one and then children's work so as well as the youth work we do we also do loads and loads of children's work um our aim is to see a young person from them starting primary school to finishing secondary school and someone from UDB journeying with them the whole way through um so we need children's workers that's the other thing so there are jobs um all based in north birmingham um which is yes that's one very very obvious way to get involved other ways is just prayer. That's our main thing. We could not do what we do without prayer. Um, and we have a massive prayer whiteboard up in our prayer room downstairs. I mean, how cool is it that I get to work in an office where we have a whole room dedicated to prayer? Um, and we have this massive whiteboard where we write all of our prayer requests for all of the different estates we work in. And then we have this big section for answered prayer. And the way that God so specifically answers prayer, and I've actually just got a very quick story about this. We, for Limitless, we, we're only a small charity. We don't have loads of money. Um, we were like, we need £1,200 to buy X number of tickets so that we can take these young people. So our young people are paying £20 to go to Limitless. Um, Limitless does not cost £20 for a ticket and coaches and all of that. So we needed £1,200. Um, the following week or later that week that was prayed for on the monday by the thursday we got a check through the post from one of our churches who just sent through and said we just felt we needed to donate 1200 um yeah 1200 pounds we don't know what for but here it is and as a team we were just like oh my goodness god wants us to take these young people to limitless it was such a specific amount it wasn't just can we just have some money for it we put a number on it we prayed for the number and that number came through um, and we're praying for the young people to sign up and we're very much on the way but yeah so prayer and I think if there is that thing to pray for it would really be praying for these young people coming along to Limitless that actually this will be the start of a catalyst where these city kids that have no faith background or a different faith background that actually the Holy Spirit will really meet with them and with their parents carers at home that's our big prayer we can get them excited by it we can bring them along to our youth group by calling it a pizza and a faith club that's our biggest way in pizza is the way to get young people to talk about Jesus um but actually it's them going home with a letter and a parent and carer going yeah I want you to go to that um so that would be a real prayer and then there is always financially getting involved um everything's on our website so it's urbandevotionbirmingham.org everything's on there ways to get involved ways to give on our website no see um on the website 
also the places to apply for the jobs if people want yeah there. so urbandevotion.org forward slash vacancies um and they're all they're all on there okay and there's still time to apply there's still time to apply um some of them are just open because we're just really looking for the right people um and don't want you know super time constraints for that some of them do have a closing date but they are all still open um and we just we want to grow as a team it doesn't matter age it's not that we're not an all young cool team like we just want experience we want good youth workers and people who've got a passion for young people that's that's the criteria can we put a link and stuff in yeah we can do it yeah we can sort it out on our instagram and do a um yeah a link to your great um last question we're almost at the end um what advice or encouragement would you give to other youth or kids leaders who are listening great i think as cringe as it sounds i would say just keep going i think recently i would say i started to feel a bit of just like oh i'm just going through the motions i'm just playing table tennis with these young people we're playing a game here, like I'm giving them a toasty, like, is this actually doing anything? Am I just babysitting? That's kind of, and I actually even went to my line manager and I was like, I just feel like I'm babysitting and I'm being paid to do it. And she really challenged me to, again, go to God in prayer. I was like, oh, okay, like I'll take it to the Lord. Um, But actually then the following week in Tesco and in Aldi, and then this dad that came along to the group that I run, all three of them saw me in my jumper and said, oh, you work for UDB. I used to come and I wouldn't be who I am now if it wasn't for the youth workers that I had. And I was like, okay, God, like we've just got to keep going because we just don't know the tiny impact that those conversations over a game of pool, of a table tennis or the meetup to go for a coffee actually has on a young person's life. And God really showed me that just in the following week um seeing these different people who were all like oh make sure you go and say hi to Andy for me or say hi to Emma for me who were with them and for them 15 years ago and actually then going and giving that encouragement to Andy and Emma and the rest of the team you see them light up and you're like oh that I want those people for me like I want to be that person and so I think it is the just keep going because it's all just part of a bigger story um, and you never know the impact of that difficult conversation or the milkshake that you have. Like you never know how much that means to a young person. Yeah, totally. I think sometimes that's one of the biggest challenges, isn't it? That we don't actually see the fruit of what we yeah. do. And sometimes we can convince ourselves that there is none yeah. when actually it's just that we're not the ones who get to see it. And some we don't know what's going to happen down the line. And actually... I think one of the most powerful things we can do is just be obedient to what God's calling us yeah. to do. And like God knows what what's going to happen with our investment or what we're putting in. And sometimes it seems like it's going nowhere. But actually, in reality, like there's ripples that go through time that we just won't see the outcome of, um, which is frustrating for us. <laughs> in mm-hmm. Like, you know, in this moment at this time when we might not see the fruit of it, but at some point down the line, there there is going to be fruit and there will be people in heaven who yeah. won't be there without our 
input and i think i just think that's a complete joy isn't it that god and you know amazing thing that god invites us us ordinary people on this journey to like give our little two pence into the scheme of things and actually as a result god does amazing things with our little investment that we we choose to be obedient and, and give in yeah and it doesn't always like i think it's definitely it doesn't always feel like it I, I have I'm sure everyone else has that had that feeling of like yeah am I just babysitting for a bunch of people who don't want to be here anyway yeah like <laughs> yeah um and wouldn't I be better off doing something else um because it's not always glad in fact it's more often than not not glamorous and those moments yeah. where people say nice things or you see a big a big moment a big transformation in someone's life they're so much rarer than mm-hmm. I think because often when we read books even books by people who've been doing youth work sorts of things like that it's always the highlights like the highlight reel yeah and a good ministry isn't the highlight reel it's mm. it's everything in between and actually that's where some of the value is yeah I, I think one of the like I've been involved in youth work for a long time and I think one of the biggest things people say to me when I tell them what I do, they're like, oh, youth work. Yeah, that must be so rewarding. And my my first answer is always like, no, because like most of the time it just, it isn't rewarding and it doesn't feel like that at all. <laughs> just like what you were saying, Ruth, like you kind of feel like you're banging your head against a wall and nothing's really happening. And like, we're just sowing all these seeds that are just going nowhere. And so like, I always have to like bite my tongue and not answer no, because I don't want it to come across like... <laughs> I'm just doing like a pointless job. <laughs> but also like it doesn't, it's not like you get a thank you every day and it's not like you see like wild fruit all the time or like, mm. you know, it, it doesn't always yeah. feel like the most rewarding thing ever at all. But I just think yeah. like it's, yeah, it's not necessarily rewarding in that sense, but it, yeah. it definitely is worth it. Yeah, I think to just remind you of a story you just said, you don't get a thank you every day. The last week when I was with some young people, you know, you sort of like, hiya, how are you doing? Come on in. I had two young people ask me, hey, I'm good, thank you, Ruth, how are you? And honestly, the shock on my face that I'd been asked how I was by these young people, I was like, um, I don't know how I am actually. Um, <laughs> how am I actually? What's an appropriate response to give you? Why have you just asked me? What are you after? Um, but, yeah, you're right. It's it's not always the thank you, thank you so much for everything. You don't even sometimes get asked how you're doing. That it took me by surprise when these boys asked me how I was. Mm. Um, I don't know really. <laughs> Better now that you've asked me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and at the, but at the same time, it's a mega privilege to get mm. to do it and. Mm. Like, I think when we're, we're, for me anyway, seeing those answers to prayer, having those moments where you see a breakthrough in what you've been kind of working for for so long, that's a massive reward. Um, we have, we're on our time. So I think we'll finish there. Unless, Ruth, you have anything else you want to share to the listeners? No, um, I don't so, think so. Great. Well, thank you for being with us. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't yeah, forget forget to like, share, subscribe, etc um and we'll see you on the next one yeah thank you so much for joining us ruth and thanks for listening thanks everybody yeah thanks for having me guys